And that's the difference between Disney and Universal Studios. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Fresh into Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Staley here in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. <laughs> so uh, yes. we rolled in uh, yesterday around three o'clock and, and uh, re-entry was, uh, was rough. Was it? Oh yeah, no reality. Oh no, no, yeah, no. Coming back from vacation is just the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So yeah, did a did a three day cruise on the uh, the Disney Wish. Sweet. And uh, paid a king's ransom, and um, it was worth every penny. Yeah. And uh, I know that that money was going to lots of fun gear because Mm. I uh, I definitely was scoping all of the uh, musicians on the ship. Uh, I did. I did choose to not engage i didn't talk to anybody i didn't do anything of that nature though i will admit that one night uh while the kids were still uh, in their kids club we walked by the karaoke bar and it was empty there was nobody in it it was just the hosts yeah and amber and i did go up and do don't stop believing to an absolutely empty room excellent and it was it was great yeah it's good how often do you think those guys get hey man i play some I'm, I'm, I I'm a, don't I'm a, want to know. I'm, I'm in a band, and I don't want to be a part. I get of that. that just discussion. I get that. Just being a solo acoustic guy, you know, like people want to. When I debrief our gig from last week, I'll tell you a little about that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and um, the the real story is that there people who are working are using the same gear that we use. I yeah. saw yeah, uh, a bunch of HX stomps uh, on the ship. Uh, the drums, a Roland TD 27 mm-hmm. and, uh, one of the, the VAD kits for, uh, for the stage show. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's more of the same. It's all the stuff that we were, we're accustomed to using. So, uh, I feel like we're, we've made the right call. We're in good company and, uh, man, the tech on that boat, that was super cool. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Definitely, Very good. uh, worth a trip. Yeah. Every, every Disney thing I've ever done has been, um, just amazingly well put on it just, yeah. you know, crazy expensive. And the best production you've ever imagined. Agreed. Yeah. And that was definitely our experience. Uh, we did go to Universal after that, and uh, we stayed at the Hard Rock. And um, there was a the, the contrast was uh, was stark yeah. uh, between the experiences. Yeah. And there's no, I mean, the Hard Rock isn't is is fine. Uh, I will say that the they have these like hotel room suites for where like the kids have their own separate room. And man, the kids' room was so much cooler than our room. <laughs> had, so like the uh, the curtain was a was like a photo print of a like a packed like uh, stadium nice. crowd. All right, and they had stage lights, and all of the furniture was road cases. And get this, above their beds, we had two twin beds. There was a vest worn by Beyonce in their room. Wow! And so every night under the stars that were above their thing, they said goodnight to Beyonce's vest. And, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was an experience. Let's I, just say. I get it. That's great. That's great. Okay. How about you? How, I mean, I, I you, you have other, you had things going on. Yeah. While you were, while you were, while you were af- afloat, I was busy playing music. <laughs> um, yeah, last weekend was bonkers. I played uh, Friday night. I did an acoustic karaoke show. Um, at uh, the new place where we're doing that. And it's interesting, you know, it's, it's the place that I played every Friday night pre pandemic for about a year and it killed there. I mean, that place was always packed and cranking. And I had, you know, in a, in a night I would have 40 different people come up and sing. 
And the two nights I've been there, it's been my regulars and zero yep. other people engaging. Zero. Hmm. And uh, so we'll see. I'm doing it again tomorrow night. And I have a couple more of my regulars coming who haven't been in the last few. So my count of bodies that I'm producing is growing. But, you know, if it, it the, the reality is a karaoke show needs a fair amount of walkthrough traffic, which um, yep. that place used to provide on a Friday night. And if the hotness is off that bar, then this show's not a fit for it anymore. Right. So, you know, the manager of that and I'll be having some conversations about that after after we see how tomorrow night goes. Uh, maybe tomorrow night will be huge and awesome. I don't know. But um, the bartenders there have been like, both times I've both times I've been there said, "Gosh, it's quiet here. What's going on? Is this a regular Friday night?" And they're like, "Well, they're kind of hit and miss. Not hmm. a thing they would have said pre pandemic at all. Fridays were always cranking there. So, um." I don't know. It's, it's, um, the reality is a new bar opens and it's super hot for a while and then it cools off. Yep. And then another, another bar that's newer is hot. And, um, mm-hmm. maybe this one's not hot anymore. I don't know. I really don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's a, uh, again, we are a, um, it's a mercurial existence. Indeed. We've got to be Indeed. willing to, uh, adapt and adjust and Indeed. figure out, you know, what the next best move is. Yep. Saturday night, we had a band gig uh, at a place that was new to us. We were playing their second anniversary party, and there were three acts scheduled throughout the day. We got there as the one yep. before us was on, and they were a two-piece. Um, there was a guy on a guitar and a guy on a cajon, and both of them singing very nice harmonies together. And they were they were fun. They were mm-hmm. good. And the cajon guy was the sound guy. So at one point, the guitarist broke a string. And I used that as an opportunity to go up and introduce myself and say, hey, we're next up. And um, he he a little bit struggled. We got up there and he he was fighting with uh, my mic was giving him feedback in the monitors all night. A li- little bit, um, especially in the first set. He got a little bit done in the second set. It was fine. Yeah. Um, but so we played a whole show just and, and it was a three piece because Taylor, my co-front person, was busy mm-hmm. getting ready to get married the next morning. That's and right. And so she was not there. We were just the three piece, drum, bass, guitar, mm-hmm. and one vocalist, moi. And we proved the case. It works. It works. It's a little bit, it's a little bit bare knuckles. It's a little bit stripped down, but it's still fun. And um, we miss what Taylor provides, but it's but it still works as a band. So, and that was the design of the yep. thing to begin with. Cause, um, um, she, when we started was in two other projects, she's now not really in those anymore, but the design was that we could play as a three or a four piece. And, and we proved the case. Right. That we can. Um, it's a fun show, a lot of, a lot of engagement, a lot of folks dancing. And then, and then they cleared out. <laughs> we played the second half of our second set to kind of almost nobody. And, um, and, and talking to the owner right after we were done, he said, yeah, no, we're an early crowd. We're, you know, we're in the suburbs a little bit north of town and, um, a little bit older crowd and yeah, by 10 they're in bed. So, you know, you guys did great. Not, not, a, not a reflection on you. He was really clear about that. And so we'll probably come back and do more stuff there. And then on Sunday I went and DJed Taylor's wedding, Ooh, which, um, worldwide. Yeah. 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 It's not a thing I've, uh, done before. And, um, I'm going to tease her about this. When she asked me to do it, she was like, oh, no big deal. You know, just set up a playlist on your phone and be, you know, when you own a PA, you get asked for things. Kind of like when you own a, a pickup truck. Yep. Similar. Right? As a former truck owner and no longer truck owner, I agree. Similar. Yeah. And so, yep. um, uh, but then I got the plan from the event coordinator that was way more intense than just set up a playlist on your phone. Way, way, way more mm-hmm. intense. So, I prepped a little bit and I got down, I downloaded a bunch of songs and I bought myself a small DJ, um, uh, controller 
and uh, practiced a little bit, transitions between songs, and um, and then DJed the whole thing. And it was super fun. It was really, it was really a good time. Um, I came away feeling like DJing is sort of like fronting a cover band, except you don't have to play any music. Like the music's all played for you, but all the crowd engagement, all the song selection, all the crowd reading, all the setlist design, like the the that part of the art is certainly part of the DJing art. And um, yeah. that let alone like all of the folks who can beat match and scratch. And I, I wasn't doing any of that. It was just transitioning between yeah. songs. Um, I did have, at one point a woman came up and requested um, River, River, it's Billy Joel, River of the Heart, River, 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 River of Dreams. River Dreams, thank you, River Dreams, yeah. And I couldn't, I kind of had it in my, I couldn't quite get my head to hearing it. She's like, I think it's a great dancing song. She said, people will dance to that. Is not. So I didn't play it. And then she came up later and she said, and and, uh, for those of you listening, Adam and I are looking at each other on Zoom. So I'm showing this to Adam. (laughs) This is a a kind of a staircase of made of folded dollar bills. Yeah. Five dollar bills. an origami project. Folded in an origami project. And she brought this to me and said, we wanted to tip you this. My, my, My son makes this. Aren't they cool? Isn't that cool? Well, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, I got to unfold. I didn't say I got to unfold it now before I can spend it, but it's cool, I guess. Unless but I'm going like, to keep it content, so as an on. art project. I could keep it, frame it on my wall and never have money out of it, or I could unfold it and turn it into a, a number in my bank account. Those are my options now. But yes, it's cool. Thank you, ma'am. And then she said, yeah. won't you play my song? I think it's play. <laughs> like now she's brought me money. At that point, the the night was winding down a little bit. It was really just her and her friends back on the dance floor. So I yeah I found it. I found it on iTunes and uh, <laughs> I queued it up. But I said, um, "Ladies and gentlemen, this next one is a request, and I don't really know it. So good luck." <laughs> and, and I played it. And uh, she I'm walking in in the middle of walking in in the middle of walking in yeah. And so she danced and very much enjoyed it. And some other people sort of moved nearby to her in a proximal fashion. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we did uh, uh, single ladies after that. Um, there you go. So it went it went fine. And um, and then at that point we were about twenty minutes still from when the schedule called for last song. And the event coordinator mm-hmm. came over and said, "She's done. Taylor's done. She's out. Play the last song. She's yep. she's done. She wanted to be done twenty minutes ago. We're out. We're out. Go." So, yep, so that I, is a uh, yeah. that is a wedding thing that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. So that's so I played her last song and uh, which was uh, Purple Rain, and because um, I always close with Purple Rain. I will say I also played, um, and I need to check in with Taylor to see if she appreciated what I did here. But I DJed through a number of the dance medley transitions we do as a band. Mm-hmm. So I played I played the Superstition into Kiss into Long Train Run and into Play That Funky Music, which is a medley we've done together a whole lot of times um but i dj'd it instead of playing it on guitar which was i i I amused myself and i want to know if i amused her um yeah she and i would be the only ones in the room to get it uh but uh, and she was busy to be honest like my cleverness really is not part of her evening necessarily um yeah but i'm i'm interested to know if she she noticed what I did. Weddings are tricky. Man. Weddings are tricky. Weddings are tricky. And so we wrapped it up in the end of the night. I went up to the event coordinator and, and she was phenomenal, ran an incredibly tight ship. We were bang on time to her schedule the whole night long. And, um, when I gave her my one sheet for the band and I said, look, you know, I don't really DJ, but if you wanted to 
find a guy who had good gear and good music sense and then get him up to speed on the moving parts of a wedding. I, I wouldn't be against that. And plus I got a band that loves to do weddings and I've always kind of uh, felt like wedding work was a shit show, but if you're running it, I'd probably be part of that. And so she was like, all right, cool. So I, I don't know there may be some work come out of that. Um, she was great to work with. Awesome. So yes, it was fun and exhausting. I was super tired at the end of the weekend. Yeah, it's, that's that is a a full dance card, as they say. It was a lot. Let's see. So, like this whole the past couple of days has just been kind of like digging out. Um, you know, we we've kind of only been in touch in the past twenty four hours, mm -hmm. but uh, lots of businessy things going on. Mm -hmm. um, picked up a a Halloween gig on uh, next Saturday, nice. so we got a twenty second show. Good. Um, got uh, a couple of other contracts filled out. Uh, got some some money in, waiting for money for the uh, the gig that happened without me, uh, which, as far as I can tell, went just fine. Good. Um, I didn't hear from the client, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the uh, it was the same kind of deal where like the band started late and ended early because that's just what the you know the way the night went. Uh, the company who provided the production was uh, terrible, like I said they would be, mm. and uh, all the things. Yep. So there you go. Um, we're moving. The next big uh, hump to get over is this double uh, wedding weekend, where we're doing two pretty different song lists, and um, just trying to get the logistics sorted out. With that, got one of the uh, song lists kind of finalized today, and uh, we'll be trying to get the rest of it done by the end of the week. And uh, yeah. On to the next challenge. Cool. So, I want to uh, shift gears and get into the the topic uh, of conversation, the real meat of the uh, of the episode. Let's do it. Because uh, this is something that's actually popped up twice. Yeah. In the past week, so it felt you know like something that's going on in our people's world, and uh, wanted to kind of talk about it. Yeah. And um, we've kind of alluded to. This topic in um, in past episodes, uh, we we had a very uh, lively conversation around the concept of a man cave band <laughs> uh, back in the day. And um, for those of you who are not a part of that whole conversation, the general uh, idea is that there are different kinds of groups out there, and sometimes uh, a band is just a, a uh, is just there for fun. Uh, it's it's the equivalent of poker night. For uh for dudes or or lady dudes who want to just kind of get together, make noise with their friends, uh, if they cover their bar tab, like that's that's icing on the cake. It's yeah. really more about the hang and the if they never play the, out. The, yeah, also that just jamming in the basement. Yep. And um, we have no problem with man cave bands. That's right. Whatsoever. That's right. Um, in fact, we, I've had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Being in man oh, cave yeah. bands. It's a good time. Yeah, you get to, you know, you don't really have to worry about doing anything other than playing the songs everybody in the room wants to play. Yep. So, I mean, that part's great. It's a lot less pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no pressure, really. Yep. It's just, you know, just, just, it's all about the hang. Yep. Uh, so go, go to your, uh, go to your neighbor's house, uh, drink his beer. Crucial. Uh, play Mississippi Queen <laughs> and uh, go home. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty rad to me. Yep. Uh, 
But the the thing that we kind of it feels like we've been bumping up against, uh, at least in in the community. Uh, this was it's weird. There was a post that was on Reddit that ended up being linked to one of our listeners, and then one in uh, our specific uh, Facebook group was around the idea of guys who joined a band that was already kind of established. And when you are kind of walking into somebody else's house, it can be. Um, it can be intimidating. It yeah. can be uh, daunting in in certain ways because you've got to kind of like find out how you fit in the groove of a particular dynamic. Um, but another thing that can happen is you are kind of at the mercy of mob rule or <laughs> or whatever the 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 leading um, decision making process in that group goes. Yeah, and we have kind of like been saying that you know sometimes you end up in a man cave band you don't know it and um there's kind of two paths that you can go on and what we've been seeing a lot is guys who uh who joined a group and see things with fresh eyes and so their thought is that okay well i have this fresh perspective i'm going to start you know suggesting things i'm going to try to see um if maybe we can uh, change up the song lists a little bit. Maybe it's, you know, it's, they've been playing this thing for a while, or maybe I'm going to try and look, uh, for new venues because we, they play the same venues over and over and, uh, you know, trying in, in with the best of intentions to make that project progress and grow and then get met with resistance mm -hmm. in some way. And, and sometimes it's not, you know, maybe it's, there's a little bit of uh well, this is the way we've always done it. And, uh, that, that can, there's some persuasiveness to that argument. And then there are just other guys like you just, you're hit, you hit a brick wall and they're like, nope, this is how we, this is how things are. And I think in past conversations, we would say, you know, well, that band is a bunch of, you know, bunch of dorks and they don't want, you know, they don't care about doing anything. They want to play their crappy songs and play their crappy shows and make their crappy money. And um, somebody said something in uh, in one of the threads, and it really kind of changed my perspective. And that was four out of the five guys in this group were in the exactly in the band they want to be in. And I was like, "Huh, mm. ain't that something?" Yeah. So I would say that you know, in in both of the the examples uh, that were kind of discussed in. Uh, in these community kind of uh, conversations, um, the general consensus was let them do what they want to do and and find somewhere else, find find another group to play with. Yeah, and and that feels to me like an evolution of uh, our uh, our uh, our general perspective. It, uh, well, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Listen, I've I've made the case a few times that the problem isn't. My bandmates are lazy. Yeah. Right. The problem is there's a mismatch of intentions. Yep. And, you know, if their intention is to have a fun time hanging out in the basement, drinking beer and playing, you know, Sweet Home Alabama every night, or every time they get together, once a month, you know, that's what it looks like, then great. They should do that. They should fully do that. Yeah. Fully do that. I encourage that. And if for, any member of that group that is 
insufficiently ambitious, that's also fine. That's also fine. Yeah. And listen, I would say, you know, you said um, the solution to that is to find other people to play with. That's a solution. Another, it's a solution. Another is to have a straight conversation about what would be possible and actually inspire people to step up into bigger, you know, ambitions if, you know, or, 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 or to attempt that anyway. And you have yeah. to know, like, you may be speaking into a black hole and that's all right. But somebody could say like, listen, Hey, I, you know, I kind of think we have something here. If we put a little bit of work in, who knows where this could go? This could actually go places. Are, are you interested in it going places? And you don't have to be, yeah. but you, but are you? And if the answer is, you know, no, what we're doing in the basement is exactly what we have in mind. Okay, cool. Really cool. Really cool. God bless. It's not what I have in mind. And we, you know, I've, I've enjoyed our time together, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to find something else. You know, um, the first band that I was in when I came back from a long hiatus, I almost mispronounced the word hiatus. 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 Um, Hiatus. (laughs) From playing music um, was pretty much explicitly classic rock. Um, Mm -hmm. And and, um, I was the one pushing us toward more pop, more um, seventies funk, you know, more interesting stuff than, than CCR and more CCR. And uh, (laughs) at some point, um, the band leader of that kind of put his foot down and said, look, you know, that this isn't the band that I, this isn't the material I care about. Like I grew up in the seventies being a rock and roll kid, hating disco. And now here you have me playing, play that funky music. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in this. And I had to say, yeah. you know, good, look, I, I, I apologize for overstepping. Um, I was trying to push us in a direction that I think is commercially viable and interesting for us, us to play. But if that's not, if that's not the purpose and direction of this band, then, you know, not a problem, not a problem. Keep doing, keep doing, keep, you know, fo- refocus it where you want to focus it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to be the one to drag us somewhere. Um, and then, you know, before long, I had created another project that gave me the opportunity to do those sorts, of, those sorts of things. And I played in both for a while. And then I eventually phased myself out of that that other project. Um, because it was, you know, an attempt to move them toward marketability that um, that uh, was just not what that project wanted, you know, the, peop- the, the leaders in that project leader in that project really wanted to do. And, yeah. and, uh, and, um, and I, uh, you know, I fought really hard with myself internally, very much, you know, over here with me that like, but this, you know, I'm, I'm moving us the right direction. Right. You know, this is, this is what we need. If we're going to be, if we're going to be viable, even in a band, in like, a, like the, the, the bar band market, there's yeah. some stuff we just have to do. And, um, maybe I was right. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't, I don't know. But it wasn't the vision of that band. And I was trying to move that band somewhere that it wasn't designed to be. And the person who, you know, owned the PA and uh, had registered the domain name, like it wasn't his vision. And so yeah. uh, at some point I had to just step step back from that and say, all right, yeah, good. Look, do do that. And, um, and I wish you luck. Well, and, and, and I think the hard part is that for let's just, for the most part, people who listen to this podcast, consume our content, are not the kind of people who are 
content with the status quo. Mm -hmm. uh, we are a particular breed of person who uh, have aspirations, goals, uh, drive to excel. Yes. And not just be, you know, the world's okayest band, but we want to be the, you know, if not the best band in our market, you know, up, up in the, up in the top five, you know, well, or at least the and, best version that I can be. Yeah. Yeah. And for people like us, the prospect of just good enough isn't good enough. Right. And we have to be understanding that our ambition doesn't necessarily have to be uh accepted in all scenarios right you know and and there are situations where uh your drive to make something better is just not the not the way to go for them right and they have just as much a right to do what they feel like doing as you do leaving yep and yep. And that's another thing that I think a lot of people put too much emotional uh, weight behind mm -hmm. is that um, as much as bands are like long-term relationships, they're also like jobs you don't necessarily get paid for. Right. So everybody is in that room uh, under the umbrella of mutual consent. Yeah. They all agree to be there and do the things. Yeah. And um, if you aren't down with doing the things, you can just go. Yeah, and and yeah. do something else. Yeah, and look, I've always said in in business, like I know people. There are people who seem irreplaceable, but nobody's really irreplaceable. And that's so true in bands. They really, it really, it, you know. If I, I look at um, I look at my bassist, who's such a unique. She's, she's such a unique cat and such a unique player. And she's just, she's just super cool. And replacing her would be a total pain. But the reality is there are other bases. I love yeah. her. I never want to lose her, but there are other bases. If I had to, if I had to replace her, I, you know, we could, we'd go on. Yeah. Um, even as unique and, and, and amazing a player as she is like, nobody's irreplaceable. Not really. So, you know, what the, the corollary to that is, even you, even you, as brilliant as you are, listener, even you are not replace are, are are replaceable, right? So there's nothing, there's not, you know, you leaving that band that's not a fit for you, you're not gonna kill them. They'll go on, they'll continue doing whatever they do, they'll find the person who's in the next you, it'll be fine. Well, and and odds are everybody will be better off. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be annoying like, in the I short term. But in the long term, they'll be better off. So in my world, I am. Um, this happened in a um, in a in a semi professional sense. Uh, I was hired to be the guitar player in a band for a solo artist and um, super talented songwriter, amazing guitar player, uh, way better than I was. But because he was the front person, kind of the engine of the band, um, you know, he wanted to have somebody do the weedly weedly part so he could focus on singing. Right. Uh, and playing just rhythm stuff. And um, I wanted to do what I wanted to do because I was literally fresh out of college, uh, had a full head of hair and 
you know, a pair of skinny jeans and I just wanted to go and tear the world's face off and spit down the neck hole. And he was like, this is kind of like a pop thing. Maybe, maybe uh, it's not the right thing. And so, you know, in that moment, he was like, you know, we're going to free you up to do what it is you want to do. And I was like, don't act like you're doing me any favors. I know what's actually going on. And I got all you know, salty about, you know, them firing, firing me. me. It, yeah. Yeah. Firing me. Do you know who they replaced me with? Who? Rhett Scholl. <laughs> True story. Well, so, uh, he, he, yeah, he played with them and, uh, I joined the band that, uh, inevitably I played with for the next seven years and, um, it was a much better fit and I was able to, uh, rip, uh, people's heads off and spit down their necks and, uh, do guitar swings and all of the things that I, 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 I was good at. Yeah. And so much so that we did a gig with that band, uh, with Rhett Schull nice. and his, uh, his patent leather white shoes. And, um, everybody seemed much happier. Yeah. Yeah. And it really was yeah. better off. You know, there's a, there's a developer and entrepreneur here in my town who runs a couple of hotels and restaurants and stuff. And I one time heard him say, um, his attitude about, Employees basically is like, we want happy people working for us. And if, if working for us doesn't make you happy, like we want to help you find the thing that'll make you happy. So nobody has to work for us. This is, there, there are jobs out there. Like don't, don't stick, you're not doing us any favors sticking around if you're not happy. And if we, if, if your unhappiness means we need to like show you the door to help you be happy, like that's, that's that's like, it's a kind of tough love that we sort of. It's, it's not personal and it's, mm-hmm. it's better for you. We feel like it's better for you in the long run to, 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 to do that because you're not happy here. So why continue to have you be unhappy? Yeah. Um, in some, on some level, there's like a kind of a end stage capitalism edge to that that I don't love, but <laughs> the point is, you know, nobody's That's really, a different podcast. Yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is there's no, no, you're never, nobody's ever really stuck where they are. That's not a thing. You know, you, you, you tell yourself stories that stick you where you are, but, um, but nobody's ever really stuck in a situation. So, you know, and, and it's sometimes I see on, um, on Reddit, on our cover bands, you're a moderator on that too, right? Aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, People, you can't escape me. I can't, if you're, uh, if you're uh, posting uh, content on the internet, uh, on bands, I, it, I got my fingers it in it somewhere. Go through Adam on some level. Yeah. Um, you see people like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 14, and I started a band with my best friend, and now it's not going great because our intentions weren't aligned, and we never had the conversation. Yeah. So what do I do about the fact that it's my best friend? Well, yeah, I mean, you at some point you got to have a hard conversation, and if learning to do that at 14 is a thing that happens, that's a great yeah. life lesson. Great life lesson. Please learn to have a hard conversation at 14. That'd be amazing. Or don't defecate where you masticate. Well, that too. For for those of you, you you might have to look those words up. At least one of them. And one of them will spell for you. Yeah. It has a T in it. Fun times. It does. They they both do. True. That's true. Just true. (laughs) Welcome back to the English dictionary podcast yeah, the second word does not have a u but it nope anyway never mind that was we'll cut this eggplant. we will i don't know i like it oh uh, well if you keep it then now everybody knows our secret oh that's our true. editing secret that's true our editing secret 
Should we tell so her anytime? Well, I some, here we are. It'll be like you guys. Ed, you guys edit this thing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is what you put out when you edit it. Are you kidding me? What? Yeah this this is the this is the improved version. <laughs> oh my god! Good lord! <laughs> What's it like beforehand? Well, Holy cow! When when a section completely tanks, uh, <laughs> we we use a, a software that uh, does the transcripting of the uh, of the conversation. And so uh, somebody messes something up. You say the word eggplant. And then uh, the editor will then go find the word yeah. egg and cut the section out. It's, it's a it's a good way to jump to a, yeah. a section. But yeah. yeah, our secrets revealed. Uh, now we've said eggplant a few times, and it's going to mess up. Or we need another safe word for this episode because eggplant is yeah. used already. Oklahoma, cacao. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, did, did you watch that episode? Of course, of, of course. Yeah, of course. Little inside. This is a very meta episode. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say um, there are conversations to be had on both sides, but also expectations are are tricky, and uh, finding them out ahead of time actually developing a safe word. Hey, communication. Oh, it all comes full circle. I love it. Wow, landed that plane. Well done. I I, I brought the the ship into port. You did the 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 Disney ship. You've landed Mickey. And I did the in whole the port. That's a double full, full circle episode. I don't think we've ever, that's never happened. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Look at us. 720. So, look at that. So I think, uh, I think that's, uh, we'll put a pin on that. I think that's a, a good, a good thing to, I think we've set our bit. Wrap up with. Yeah. Yeah. Tie, tie it in a bow and send it off. But yeah, don't, don't sweat. If um if you end up in a man cave band, just have the conversation or or leave. Or if your Odds band are, is pushing pushing for commercial success and you're not interested, same thing. Same thing. It's yeah. just misaligned intentions. Well, I also think that um, internal expectations can be tricky too because I think there is a certain there's there's a another lane of people who uh, think that the rules don't apply to them, hmm. that they can do what they want to do and that people will be interested in it just because. <laughs> and uh, I, I can tell you with uh, pretty solid authority that that's not true. That if um, that there's art and there's commerce, and if at any point you want those things to intersect, uh, there's going to have to be compromises on both ends in order to uh, make... Uh, make that uh, make that project work. Yeah, uh, and that's why we're here. That's literally the entire basis of uh, this podcast and all of the stuff that we create. Is that's right. How do I make uh, art intersect with commerce in a way that's entertaining for other people and makes me money? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Speaking of the basic thesis of this podcast, you were saying something about yeah. the first few episodes, the first dozen sixteen episodes. Do you want to say a little more about that? Yeah. So. One of the things that we've I've been kind of mulling around because I've been sitting on a beach drinking rum drinks and had time to think uh, was that, you know, if you go to our if you go to any of the major podcast platforms, you read the reviews, there's a lot of folks and I'm I'm super grateful for it because it, you know, it, it boosts uh, our numbers and kind of gets people entrenched in the uh, in the ecosystem is uh, start from the beginning. Because when we came out of the shoot. You know, Dan and I had a lot of conversations about what we were going to talk about yep. and, and where we were going to go. And I would say over the first 
10 to 20 episodes, we kind of put our, uh, put our stamp on what it is that we were going to be about. Yeah. And I would say that, uh, those episodes are still super impactful and, and are for the most part, pretty much what we believe. Yeah. Yeah. We, we started, we started this thing with a real thesis. We really did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did, like we we kind of knew what we wanted where we wanted to go with it yeah. and 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 the kind of people we wanted to reach so we were very intentional about it uh but that was four years ago more or less and <laughs> a lot of stuff has changed let alone our production values <laughs> yeah those first few episodes are a little yeah. a little tough to listen to there are definitely some where like the audio sync is off and so like we're talking all over each other yeah. more than we normally do right right um because you know we didn't know how the technology worked. So um, my thought uh, was at some point, I don't know when we decided to kind of jump into this, but we would basically take the topics of those first episodes and revisit them uh, with uh, a fresh set of eyes. So mm -hmm. I would say that, you know, the important thing would be for uh, you and I to listen to the episode that we're going to cover kind of, gather our thoughts around the main thrust of the of the topic and kind of provide our updated uh take on things i think I uh it. i think that might be worth uh worth doing if you think that's a good idea uh let us know coverbankconfidentialgmail.com if you think it's a terrible idea let us know coverbankconfidentialgmail.com <laughs> we we are just dying to talk to you guys yeah yeah and gals yeah yeah so, you know, on, uh, on, on, the, on the Patreon Slack, there are two channels yeah. that I really, I really love that we created. Um, and one is rock more mm -hmm. and one is suck less. And they are the yes. two channels that are about like celebrating triumph and venting about failure. And, yeah. um, uh, they're just, it's just, it's just super great to have that kind of space for people to, you know, talk about what's here's what here's what i learned here's great you know oh my god look at this gig that i never dreamed i'd get and here it is and you know i got pulled up on stage to, with uh, some friends to play a couple of tunes with them and then i'm you know, guess what the next morning they reached out that venue reached out to book me and you know and then versus like oh my god my bassist showed up late and screwed up my whole plan around everything and um yeah my new year's eve got tanked yeah yeah so um, those of you on the Patreon Slack know that I'm referring to specific stories yeah. that got shared on those channels. I Y K Y K. That's right. So, um, yeah, you know, we, we all deal with all that stuff and, and it's always ups, it's always downs and, uh, and we get to be each other's partners and going through that stuff. And man, we, we've got them all over the world. Now we've got, uh, multiple folks in Australia now, yep. Mexico, Canada, uh, all over the place. Yep. And so it's, it's a lively conversation. It's just, it's also nice to just hear how things are going elsewhere. You know, a lot of stuff that we think is just like law of the land set in stone. It's like, nah, yeah. it's not like that at all. Yep. Yep. A very lively conversation around Copperhead road. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I made a, I made a, uh, a, a snide comment about Copperhead road and, and I, you would have thought I spit on the Mona Lisa. You know what? Listen, I played people, it. People I played it at the wedding. I played it at the wedding. And, yeah? um, all, all of the people on the dance floor were like, "No, I know there's something I'm supposed to do now. What the? How does it guide any step around? What? Like there was all of this confusion, and then one person. And this is what happens with line dances a lot of the time. I find the wobble is this way in particular. But Copperhead Road, mm -hmm. it, it, this is how it worked out at the wedding. Is one person knew it, and she was staff. She was with the caterers, but she was like, oh, no. and she came up onto the dance no, floor and this. she like led everybody in Copperhead Road. And by the end of it, 
nobody really had it, but they were still having some fun. And so, and then I, I, you know, followed it with, um, shake it off. Just, I think, I think I said, I'm like, all right, here's one that's not a puzzle. And I, play, I play, Yeah. You I earned this some, one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we talk about it a lot and I know that for some, it might feel like it's a sales pitch, but it's, it's really not. Um, we just really value that conversation. And like I said, it's literally the way that we get to, uh, stay connected with this community, like on yep. a day-to-day basis, yep. like moment to moment, Yeah, you know, other than being out in the middle of the ocean and not having any, you know, any data, I was, I'm usually pretty, uh, pretty much connected to that whole deal. So yeah. 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 Cool beans guys. Thanks for your continued support. Appreciate Indeed. each and every one of you. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all, all right. I got. Let's roll. More stuff to come. Uh, I'll call it for this week. Boom. In Orlando, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Covering Confidential Podcast for the week of October 14th, 2022. Take it away, Adam from the Van Band. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes, goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Always be performing!